you are holding your base on an aleph. S pas levi, right? S pas levi, right in the middle, two words in the end of the line. S pas levi, that Amram took. Ve'elach ishmi base levi. Amram went and took. S pas levi. Ask the Gemara. Efshir bas neo ushloish mishana havi. Is it possible that she's already one hundred and thirty years old? As the Gemara will demonstrate. The karila bas, and you're calling her bas. That's her own yichos. That's her, all her yichos. How do we know that she was 130 years old? said, Who is the 70th soul that's missing from the count? This is Yechevet. That she was conceived on the way, or she was in a situation of being, she was a, an embryo on the way. And her birth was between the walls of Mitzrayim. Shenem, as it says in the Pasuk, Asher Yelda saw that she gave birth to her, she, she birthed her, Lelevi, B'Mitzrayim. Leidosa B'Mitzrayim, V'ein Hoirosa B'Mitzrayim. Her birth was in Mitzrayim, but she was not, it was not a situation of being pregnant in Mitzrayim, she was pregnant only out of Mitzrayim. So therefore we see that she was 130 years old, <coughs> because 210, is 80 of the eight that Moshe was when they left Mitzrayim, so that means that when, before Moshe was born, she was 130 years old. Answers the Gemara, <coughs> excuse me, answers the Gemara, that it developed in her the signs of being a young woman. Now, Svinyamin asked, what do, mean, what do you mean? We'll see in the Gemara later that she was actually pregnant before. So when we say Simone Nairus, how can you say that only now she started having her menstrual cycle, which to mean to have, be able to have a child? Ritzvotaka says that that seminarist started earlier with Miriam and Aaron's birth six years earlier, six and then three years. And the continuation, as Rashi says over here, that the wrinkles smoothed out and everything else that happened, that her, her skin became more healthy. That's correct. That's right. So it's referring to that. That's what continued now when she got married. I have a question. This, you can zor this very quickly, but I have this theory that maybe the 70th soul was really like, according to like the Midrashim that learned that Yosef's wife was, wife was Aznan, that she was already, she went down to Egypt. So I guess, I guess she Who, who went down? Well, Yosef got married to Aznan, right? 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 And she was like from the relationship with Dina and Shechem. Right. So I'm like, in a sense, like she could have been the 70th individual. But I guess like she didn't go down with them. She's not counted, the ones who came to Mitzrayim. Right, right, right. she was just there. <coughs> and the woman became pregnant and gave birth to a son. But she was pregnant with him three months prior. So why are we saying she was already pregnant? Answers the Gemara. We want to be makish and compare the birth to the pregnancy. Just like her, the pregnancy was without sar. So to the birth was without pain. From here we see to righteous women that they were not included in the gzardin of chava. <coughs> the gzardin of 
the heads of Tildibana maybe. Do we know about our forefathers that uh, they did? No, I, I don't know. But the, the limit is over here. Vatera Oisai, and she saw him kitoifu, that he was good. Tanyar and Neir, I remember was taught in the writer and Neir said, Taif Shemai, his name was Taif. Some of them say that, you know, it's impossible that she was actually, he was actually Taif. There's a var from Ramosha that we only see later his greatness because a child, every child is a cute child. You can say a child has potential. Until the child actualizes the potential, Sigar Neshvert. So it has to be something that's. Akaponim Ramir says, Taif Shmai, his name was Taif. <coughs> that was inherent in what he brought along. Yehuda Eimer. What does Tmilin say that he was talking Based on what? I don't know. We don't know. I don't know. Taif Yashmai, his name was Taif Yah, which includes the Shem Hashem. And Nechem Yoimer, Hagun Lenevius. Yechemet had a feeling, Rachakodesh, that Moshe will be worthy of having Nevuah. Acherim Aymrim, Acherim says, on my desk is your pencil. Acherim Aymrim, Acherim says, or the table in my room. Acherim Aymrim, Acherim says, Noilad Kishuhu Mahul. He was born when he was already Mahul. He was already, he had a bris milah. That's what Kitoyf. It was a simon that he was good. And the Chachamim say, When Moshe was born, The house filled with light. And that was the toy that we're talking about. It's written over here. And she saw him, That he was good. And Hashem saw the light. That it was good, it's just like over there is referring to light. So to over here, <coughs> when Moshe was born, that's the kitoivu, that there was light that enveloped the house. And she hid him three months. Why? Says the Gemara, the Laimonu Mitzrayim, because the Egyptians didn't count. Only from the time that. Um, he returned her. He remarried her. Vihi havis meb and she was already pregnant with him three months prior. And therefore, she was able to hide him for three months. Because it was, he was off the record. And she was no longer able to hide him. Ask the Gemara, Am I? Why not? Let her just hide him and go on with life. <coughs> What's the problem? Why can't she continue doing what she's doing? Answers the Gemara, Ella, rather, Anywhere that the Egyptians would hear that a Jewish child was born, I'm sorry, the Messiology Nuka, that a Jewish child was born, again, called Heicha, anywhere, anytime. That, it's where, literally, but it's the Havashami Mitzroy, that the Egyptians would hear, the Messiology Nuka, that a Jewish child was born, 
Mamtu Yenuka Hasam. They would bring a different child there. Kihechi, so that Delishim Inhu, that the Jewish child will hear the Egyptian child, Umaavi, and he would cry together with the Egyptian child. Dikhsev, as it's written in the Pasuk, that Hashem told, they told the Malach of, <coughs> of the Yamsuf, Echazu Lanu Shualim, grab for us, meaning, grab and drown the foxes, Shualim Kitanim, the small foxes, and Rashi explains what the Pasuk continues over there, that they, um, the small foxes were destroying the vineyard when it was still a small, or a small fruit, small grapes. And the foxes that it's referring to are the Egyptians, the Mitzrayim, who used to go to try, and they would try to chapois these children. They were younger. <coughs> yeah. What does it help to bring Egyptian child? Because when a child hears another child crying, yeah, but the child is hidden. No, there's no child here. So, but in order to bring Egyptian child to a Jewish child, Egyptians knew the Jewish child was born. Right. So what's the purpose of bringing... What's the point? They to find the child. Huh? To find the child. But they already knew there is a child. Yeah. But, they, but they want to take it. There's no child here. To draw him out. Right. So Maybe. Oh, they would suspect. Correct. It's like a metal detector. They say, oh no, the baby's gone. The baby left. I see. On vacation. So the, so the baby, how did they use the Egyptian child? What did it do? They would pinch the baby and the baby would start crying. And then the other baby would start crying. Uh-huh. Okay, says the Gemara. This is where we got up to on Thursday. <coughs> and she took for him, Yechebe took for him for Yeche, for, um, sorry? Batikach loy tevas goimo. And she took for him, Yechebe took for Moshe, tevas goimo, a wicker basket. Ask the Gemara, Maishna goimo. Why did she take a wicker basket? Why not take a stronger material basket? Why a, a uh, weaker material? Amr of Elazar says of Elazar to answer this, Mikan, from here you learn, or you see, Litzadikim, that Tutzadikim, Shemamoinam Chaviv Alehen, that their money is more valuable to them, Yoiser Migufon, more. Then their bodies. Now, obviously, this doesn't mean to put themselves in danger. The Ben Yadah says that they're willing to go through and endure, you know, minor discomforts in order to save some money. What should they do to herself? Should they do to Moshe? For Moshe, okay, Moshe, but Kitaifu. So, I mean, obviously, you have to buy the $150 stretches. Esther, yeah, but not a stretchies. It's also to save life. He's not being less saved. No? No. It's not a danger thing over here. <coughs> that's, what's the point of the wicker? I mean, let's see, let's see the Gemara. Why, it wasn't just a wicker basket. If, if
I guess it's a little bit less of the natural thing that you would choose. Most people will not choose a wicker basket, even though we'll see in the Gemara that there was clay and there was tar <coughs> to make it waterproof, but that's not the natural thing that, that you would do. If you were designing one, you wouldn't use a wicker basket. You would use something a little bit more sturdy. If I didn't want to show the point that uh, for the righteous person here who is going to take care of the poor, the wicker basket would be enough of the shtados that it would take care of. That's how I would care of that. But to save money on this? Yeah. From just from, from the standpoint that it's money by the are precious or vessels are because money came through the Rashi. Well, let's see. I mean, Lama, and why so much? Why? Lama, and why so much to such an extent that they love their money more than their body to a certain extent? That they're willing to forego certain luxuries or comforts in order to save a few pennies. Lefi, because they do not stick out their hands. Begezel and thievery, meaning to say, every month, every cent that they earned is honest, and their Shalom gave it to them for a reason. So I have to be a good, uh, I have to be a good custodian on the money that Hashem gave me. Okay, well, let me make a cheshbon. So more could I to spend this? No, I spend what I have to spend. Whatever I have to spend, I have to spend more. I mean, obviously, there's, everyone grows up in a different, <coughs> different. Uh, you know, some people are more spendthrift. What does that mean, spendthrift? I don't know. They, they spend, spend less or a little? More. <coughs> no. Spendthrift. Oh, less. Less. Right? Some people call it stingy. Some people call it karg. Right? Cheap. Everyone has a different thing. But I'll confront with the terrorist that the is telling us is that the standard for tzaddikim is to be careful and not to be a, you know, let me just spend more. Says the Gemara, Rav Shmuel Bar Nachmeni Omar, Rav Shmuel Bar Nachmeni says, the reason why she used a tape, she used a wicker basket, a piece of wood, is because she wanted to use davarach, a soft material, that's able to withstand bifnei davarach, in front of Something soft, the waves, and <coughs> something that's hard, like a rock. If you have a piece of wood and it gets smashed into the rock, the wood could crack, and then you're going to end up with some problems. If you have a wicker basket, it has certain flexibilities, and therefore, that was why she used that. So again, the kasha was, why did she use Tevas Goyme, a wicker basket? And Avshom Barachmeni's answer is because she wanted to use Dovarach, a soft material, that's able to withstand soft, um, you know, soft items coming against it, and in front of a harder thing, the hind like a rock, that it won't crack. It sounds like it is a natural thing to use. That's what's wrong with Rachmanishita. That's what's wrong with Rachmanishita, though. Not everyone agrees to that. You want to know what the Shadamach Lakis is? <laughs> I'm sorry. The pasuk says, and she smeared it. And she smeared it. 
Vachemer with clay, Uva Zephes, and with tar. <coughs> Tono, it was taught. Chemer vifnim, tar on the inside. Vizephes mibachutz, I'm sorry, clay, chemer vifnim, clay mibifnim on the inside. Vizephes and tar mibachutz on the outside. Why? Why didn't she do tar on the inside as well? Kedei, in order, Shaloi Yariach, Oisid Tzadik, that that Tzadik, Moshe Rabbeinu, should not smell, Reach Ra, <coughs> the unpleasant smell of tar. So you see, she knew who he was going to be. And that was, we saw the Gemara earlier, Kitaifu. Yeah, I know. Smala Havayas Kula Erdo. We said before, we don't know, it's potential, the child has. We don't know that was the Rukha Kedish. But I mean, you wouldn't want any child to smell tar anyway. Because <laughs> they're going to get high? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a, yeah, you can probably get high. It's not a, it's a toxic smell. They might yeah. like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Yosef, Yosef, yeah, I'm sorry, by Noyach, the inside and the outside was tar. But I think he had bigger Hashem problems. Told him to do I think he had bigger smelling problems than tar. He <laughs> <laughs> probably killed the other smell. <laughs> okay, says the Gemara, two lines in the bottom. Vatasem ba, and she placed in it as I yelled, the child. Vatasem basuf, and she placed him in the suf. Vatasem ba as I yelled, and she placed in it the child. Vatasem basuf, and she placed it the basket. In the suf, let's see what suf is. Ravalazar Aimer, suf is literally like reeds, but let's see. Ravalazar Aimer, I'm sorry, um, not reeds, something like that. Ravalazar Aimer, Ravalazar says, Yam suf. And it was actually the Yam suf, meaning to say that was the, the place where the Yam suf and the Nile came together, so that there's not going to be the rushing water of the Nile that's going to bring him somewhere else. She'd rather bring him to a place where it's going to stay in place, and she'll be able to come back for him at some point. That's what it means, Vatasem Masuf, she placed him in the suf, in the reeds, says of Elozar, Yamsuf, it's referring to Yamsuf, the Hainu, by the um, Nile, and the Yamsuf, where they intersect, and it's calmer waters. Rav Shmuel Ben says, what does it mean, suf? Agam, in a swamp, that had reeds, Kedichsev, as it says in the Pasuk, Kone, the suf, kone is a reed. Suf is like willows, I think. Kone, the suf, reeds and willows, kamelu will wither. Okay, the pasuk in Yeshaya at the end, Yeshaya is talking about whatever. The bottom line is, you see, <coughs> that, um, that, um, in a, in a, Agam, You see that the suf is referring to willows. Kana the suf kamelu, both the reed and the 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 willow. That's how the picture is in the pictures of where Mary, right? In the medrasas, low medrasas. Oh, you low medrasas for sure you could. I think it's like a willow branches over there. They have over. I think that's that's everything. Everything most people know. But, uh, and that's from the low medrasas. So what's kane? <coughs> kane is a reed, and suf is willows. Kamelu, they will wither, 
but the point is you see that um, <coughs> right? No much says? The weekly parsha. The weekly parsha. Okay, that's already two events for me. Okay. Okay, so that's how you see that. That's what Suf is. Okay, we have Machlek is what Suf is. Either Suf is referring to Yamsuf, <coughs> where it intersected with the Nile, or there was some kind of connection, it was not as rushing water, or it was an Agam, a swamp, that's also settled waters. Okay, the top line, Yerbezim Bez, Vatered Bas Parai, and the daughter of Parai went down, Lirchoitz, to wash, to be Toivel, Al Hayyar, on the Nile. What does this mean that she's going down to wash? Explains the Gemara, Omer Rabbi Yechman, Rishim Rabbi Shimon Yechai, Rabbi Yechman said in the name of Rabbi Shimon Yechai, Melamed, this teaches us, Sheyarda, that she went down, Lirchoitz, to wash herself off, Migilule Aviha, from the idols, from the Avedizaras of her father. <coughs> That's what it means, Vateret Lirchoitz, she went down to be Toivel, she went down to wash, to do Tevilo. V'chein Hu Aimer, and so too it says, that we see, that rechitza, that washing, could be referring to taking away from the, like doing a tefillah azah. Imrochatz Hashem, estsoyas, b'noisiyo, in Gugaymer. Imrochatz Hashem, Hashem washes, meaning cleanses, rinses off, and cleanses from estsoyas, tsoyas is literally excrement, so that means the filth, the dirtiness, Benoist Tzion of the daughters of Tzion in Klal Yisrael. But the point is <coughs> that you see Rechitza washing used in association with clean, cleansing from filth of Avedizara and of, of unwanted things. Okay, four lines in the top. And her 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 what? Maidens. Her maidens. How do you say lad? Lad. What's the feminine for lad? Feminine. For lad. No, for lad. Because Nara is a lad. Nara is Seha. Her, sh- her seven maidens. Oh, we had it by Esther. Okay, fine. But Nara is Seha. And her maidens were walking with her. What does it mean they were walking? Om Rabbi Yechanan. Rabbi Yechanan says, Ein halicha zu. This halicha is only referring, is not referring, Ella only Lashen Misa. It's a language of death. When it says, V'na'areseha and her maidens were walking, were going, Amr Abiyechnan, says, Ein halicha zu, misa. This halicha is referring to their death, as we'll see in the Gemara in a moment. And so too it says by Esav, Hinei Behold, I am going, I am going, excuse me, Lomos to die. So you see, Hoylech could be connected with dying, so just like by Esav, it meant that so too by these maidens. Now, we'll explain why. Vatera es hateva. And she saw the box. Vitaycha suf in the suf. Whatever that suf is, as we saw in the Gemara. It can't be like a swamp, because you just said she went down into the Nile, right? Um, it's like a... Lurchot ala yar. Well, it could be a swamp that was near the Yam Suf. Okay. I, mean, I was thinking like you have like the Yam Suf, which I guess... I guess that is the Nile then? I don't know. The Yamsuf is, is, the, that's, is the Red Sea. Right. The, whatever it's called. I guess it's like they're all They came together, the yeah. Okay. Right. You would think that it would be very, very rough over there in that area. The mouth of a river is not normally for us on... Well, it could be... I'm not sure if... It, okay, I'm not sure if it was... The, I don't think it's the, the mouth of the river. I thought this is the end of the river. 
Yeah, that's what it does. Not words, the, that's nothing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'll have to take a field trip there to see it. <laughs> You'll pass? Okay, that's when we'll make the next Kinyin Mesechta. We'll tell them that she's there. Kevon the Chazu. Once they saw the kapoyes that she wanted, le'atzulei le'moyshe, that she wanted, the kapoyes, that bow, the, the Bach changed to kapoyes, that she wanted, Kevon, again, Kevon the Chazu, what? Yeah, because it wasn't they wanted to, she wanted to. Kevon the Chazu, once they saw, meaning the maiden saw, the kapoyes la'atzulei le'moyshe, the kapoyes that she wanted, La'atzule la Moshe to save Moshe. Amrullah, they said to her, Givirtenu, our mistress, like our master, but our female master. Minhagai shal oilam, the way of the world is, Melech basavidam, a king of flesh and blood. Geyser gzeira, he makes a decree. If the entire world, meaning his kingdom, they don't fulfill the the gzera, the decree of the king, but Banav Ubne Beisai, his children and his household members, at least they fulfill the decree of the king. And you, you're going to violate the decree of your father to save this child? So this is what the maidens told Basia, or Bisya. Bo Gavriel, Gavriel came, ton bekarke, and he slapped them down on the ground, meaning he killed them. Okay, trivia. Where do we have Shechavton in Sukkah? Oh, we did have it there also. We had it... In, in park, no, we had it. We had it in the fourth park. That's true, but there was actually somewhere else we had it in the first park. Okay, that was the fourth park. Okay, that was the fourth park. That was good, but there was another place we had it in the first park. In the first ten blot. <coughs> Test some of these, huh? No, no, when there was a Isa Ilan Sukkotach is a Ilan. So Gemara says, I, Bahokim, it's Dar, Schach Possel, Bahad is Schach Kasher. You're combining the Schach Possel and Schach Kasher. And for the Gemara, Bishach Haftim. Okay. Fine. What was that? You pulled it down, right. But, okay, so let's hold it over here. Okay, we'll hold it over here. Um, yeah, I don't think.